You're listening to the Time to Thrive podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and strategies from a leading marketing expert. Are you ready to move your business out of survival mode? It's time to thrive. And now, here's your host, Bethany Meadows. Hey everyone, welcome to Time to Thrive. This is your host, Bethany Meadows, and today's guest is Alindas Havens. He is a Marine Corps veteran who has overcome adversity, abuse, and neglect to embrace a mission of helping others reset their mindset for success. He is the host of the Winner's Paradigm podcast, where he shines a light on what successful people do to tackle obstacles and create winning habits. Welcome to the show, Alindas, and thank you for your service, sir. Thank you, Bethany. It's an honor to be able to be here. I enjoyed chatting with you before the show. I understand you have uh, one little one and one on the way. So that's exciting. Absolutely. And that's my core focus other than the business. So while I run the business and two podcasts, I take care of the little one. Uh, So definitely challenging and you learn a whole lot about yourself, time management, and, and really uh, the productivity side as well. You know, being graceful uh, to where there's sometimes you don't even get everything that you need done in there, but you figure out, hey, what's essential first, then you go from there. That's right. That's right. I actually um, just finished writing um, my second book, and it's called The Juggle is Real. And it's all about finding success and balance as a mompreneur. But, you know, dadpreneurs, it all applies. It's all it's all the same when you're trying to juggle all the things. Well, like always on the show, we let, we ask our guests to, to pick a number between one and five, and that will determine the random, just out of the blue question that you're going to get to kick us off and kind of let us get to know you a little bit. Let's do number four. Number four. Oh, this is a good one for you. If you could install one piece of advice <laughs> in a baby's mind, what advice would you give? Oh, that's, that's, that's a, a good, good one, one for you because you have a baby and a baby on the way. So what would one piece of advice, if you could put it in their brain as a baby so they have it their whole life, what would it be? I would say just do what you want to do. Um, I know that's something like as kids, you know, we listen to our parents and you got to get the good grades and you got to do this and you got to play it. Like I had to play every single sport, you know, so it was one of those for me where it's I learned that that wasn't for me and, and kind of going through that and, and really uh, having identity issues. So I had to act differently around the audience, my parents and what household I was in and so forth. So um, I'd say just let them be them, you know, let them do what they want to do. If they want to play games, they want to go play with their toys, their friends, like do that, embrace it. Cause that's what they're going to need when they get older and they start having that creativity side where they're like, Oh, what's my passion? What am I going to do? Well, you have already been doing that. Cause you've always followed kind of what you wanted to do. I've done the same thing. Like I just shut everybody off and, and go into whatever I'm looking to do. And then it led me into, you know, starting the podcast, starting the business, even though it wasn't popular of what I was doing. Right, right. Well, um, I I think that's great. I mean, I think uh, we do a lot of times, uh, you know, we kind of feel like we're in a box. You know, there's those expectations from all around us. Um, And, you know, as I told you before the show, I adopted a sibling group of four um, and I had a biological um, child at the time. And. You know, so we were working through some of those things, you know, those expectations that had been put on them through their lives and working it out. So this makes you perfectly suited for what you're doing now, which is really helping people with their mindset and getting past those limiting beliefs that we may have picked up 
along the way, you know, in our upbringings. And you had some adversity to overcome, you know, in your upbringing. Do you mind sharing a little bit of your story? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, to add context, I'm from Fresno, California, originally. Uh, I lived there till I was 10. So first, um, parents had me, they were young, you know, partying, doing whatever, drinking, people coming in and out of the house. Um, so I really had a problem with relationships back then. I didn't really like catching on to people or really putting any emotion towards anybody because I was like, oh, they're going to leave, you know. So about like four years old, I was already saying that, you know, hey, come meet dad's new girlfriend. No, she's going to leave. So it was uh, of those things. And it was really like one household uh, hustler. My dad's a hustler, did whatever he had to do for money. And the other side, my stepdad was a factory worker, but he army veteran. Uh, but he'd have some racist remarks he would say and, and would go on a tangent. So I grew up always questioning everything and been like, why do you hate this certain type of people and pissing them off all the time? Because I was always questioning it or being like fighting the other opinion. Uh, Cause that's something I learned to do very well. Cause I didn't think I'd eye to them just of some of the things that they would say. And I would get a design of my hair, you know, it'd be like, oh, you're a hoodlum. You got to shave your head. So I love shaving my head. Even now, uh, I don't even care, you know, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, you just shave your head openly. I did that when I was a kid. So it's one of those things for me, like some people would be bothered by it, but it was really going through all these things um, and realizing for myself, hey, I got to break the pattern. You know, I'm doing similar things that they're doing uh, left to the Marine Corps thinking, hey, I can escape my situation because um Back then, you know, it was one house. Uh, my dad, he had the money, but we didn't have food in the house. So I had to figure out, sell my clothes, video games to be able to make it happen for me. My mom's house, we always had food, uh, but we may not have, you know, the extra $10 going on a field trip or whatever else. So it was me being resourceful, you know, hey, man, I'll go to the store for you to get some chips. Uh, you mind if I get a soda? Like I was always hustling on that side, you know, trying to figure out right. what can I do for other people. So uh, got into the Marine Corps thinking, hey, I got away from the environment. You know, one of my cousins was strung out on drugs, gang banging. Uh, so he would always send people after me and then get into the Marine Corps thinking that um, we have a party on my boot leave. My stepdad thought my mom was having an affair with a coach. So literally what happened. Coach walks to the bathroom. That's in my mom's room. That's the only one open prior to him going. He let me know. Door closes within 10 seconds. 45 goes off with, uh, within a centimeter from his face. My stepdad almost shot him. So the SWAT team goes through the house and then... Uh, Stepdad's at the door, you know, holding the gun, throw the coach in the car to get him out of there before the cops get there, almost get arrested, you know, go through this whole thing um, and really like had that trauma. But my stepdad kept calling me and it wasn't like processing it. And then too, my mom's narcissistic. So I can't say anything uh, because whatever I say, if it doesn't align to her, you know, she's going to start gaslighting. Well, that's you. You're thinking this. And I'm like, bro, what are you, what are you doing? You know, I've been away from home for six and a half years, six and a half years later, she's still living with my grandmother. So it's one of those where it's like, if you can't put the results in for yourself and actually do that work and stop talking that big game, then I can't help you. You know, I really can't do anything on that level. And that was kind of the similar things that me and her were running into. Um, but it really was just showing me, Hey, you know, do you want to do the same thing? Uh, I started drinking a lot in the Marine Corps because 1920, I was my own boss. So E4, E6 position in my head, I'm killing it because I'm over here performing at a high level. I'm doing all these things. I'm working out twice a day. Oops, you know, tear all the cartilage in my right knee and then got humbled again, you know, because I got pulled off a promotion board. You're not anything, you know, battled that to getting out the military. And then a week before my daughter was born, started the Winner's Paradigm podcast because I was like, I need to be able to find answers now on how we can be successful, but to talk about these things that I used to get scared about or used to get scared because I can't say, you know, my interpretation of what happened to me because I'm always going to be judged or that's not what, the ha what happened. This is what happened to you. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works, you know? So 
it was one thing for me where I didn't really let myself understand and uh, always did these suck it up, suppress your emotions type thing. And, you know, the more I went into it, like none of those things helped me. Uh, it wasn't getting me to a better place in life. I was living through these things, you know, really struggling versus, you know, processing that emotion, having those conversations, talking to people and being like, hey, how do I get better? What do we do? So that was my focus on that podcast. and It's been an amazing journey ever since. Wow. That was uh, a lot of information. And I, I don't even think you breathed the whole time you were telling us that. But, I, you know, I. One thing I have learned about people is that we, when we go through stuff, we think that everybody around us is the normal and that we're the ones with the issue, the whatever, right? The background, the history, the, the stuff. We're the ones with the stuff and everybody else is normal. But once you start talking, once you start sharing the fact that maybe you're not normal, <laughs> right? And that maybe you have some stuff. You start sharing your stuff. People will step up and say, oh, I have that same stuff. Um, and it's it's just kind of this am amazing thing when we allow ourselves to be transparent and to share the, the parts of us that maybe, you know, would be more comfortable to keep under wraps when we're willing and have the courage to do what you're doing, which is share that, um, it really can inspire others because there's so many people that have walked the same journey as us. We just don't realize it until we start talking about it. And I'm sure you have found that on your show, just from sharing your story and people are more willing to tell their stuff too. Yeah, I would say that's been one of the craziest things for me. Why? Because again, I'm talking about gaslighting and narcissism. Uh, and that was one thing that I've always kind of done. Um, I've had a really hard time with people. It's funny. And I would always be like, I'm an extroverted introvert. You know, I can go to a room full of people and be crazy. But that's also the reason why, you know, I have uh, really bad anxiety because of bad situations being around a lot of people to where like I would get blacked out drunk at parties. So it was me, you know, learning about my personality. But I've always ever since I was a little kid, like try to connect with people and talk about deeper things. And it's just like that's the way I process it. So I may get deep with somebody. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this or like, why don't you do this? Oh, my parents will beat me. And it was just like me making jokes out of it, you know, and they're like looking at me and I'm saying whatever my parents get mad. Don't be saying this. And then at the end of the day, it was like, well, I've always done it because that's how I connect with people and that. But I'd say that was the craziest thing, you know, on the podcast. Uh, I went to an event in July alpha underdog empowerment, you know, went in front of 80 people, started telling about my story, broke down crying a little bit because the anxiety, the nerves, mm -hmm. and kind of talking about these things. And it was funny doing it because that's where people were like, hey, you know, we understand what you're going through. We've been there. Man, exactly. I, know how, I know how it is to where you're working through all your shit and people were telling you, oh, you're this way or that, or you feel like your family is not there for you. And I'm like, what? You know, for a once somebody understands like I'm not family oriented because uh, I'm the middle child. So they always expect me to be the best one. And then everybody was like, oh, your parents are crazy. You're crazy. So I never really had that floor, you know? So it was like not really feeling like in picking up your phone, for instance, people don't reach out to you. So it was one of those talking to people. I'm like, I don't mean to be desensitized to it, but we got a mission to do. We have things to be able to accomplish. That's how I operate because it's always been that way to me. And then people jump in, hey man, I went through that as well. And I'm like, what? I used to always trip out about this or feel like I'm the only one or get mad at myself because I'm like, people just don't get me where it's like, people do get you. It's just, you have to find the ones who've went through that healed from it and right. they can be able to talk as well. Right. Right. We help, we help others from our painful places the most. 
right? <laughs> um, so what, at what point did you decide, I'm just not going to accept that this is going to be my life, my status quo? At what point did you just say, I'm, I'm doing something about it? Yeah. So for me, um, I was drinking a lot, you know, and, and kind of just partying, going crazy, not really working on the relationship side of the house. And then I had the knee injury. So knee injury, I'm already in a worse place, you know, get with a wife, broke up with a wife so I can end it and finish off, you know, with my toxic ex and, and end that there. And then we had a miscarriage and I took care of her for two weeks. And it was just like, you know what? I can do this dad husband thing. Uh, this is pretty easy. You know, and I was like, I actually like this. You know, I can actually just focus and, and really help her because, again, me and her, uh, we're good friends since like fifth grade. So we've always known each other. And then it kind of was doing that evolution. But it was really thinking about me and about legacy and like, hey, who do you want to be? How do you want to be remembered? Obviously, I was doing the same shit my parents were doing. So I was upset at myself for it, beating myself up. But it was like, why? You know, so that's where that really started questioning myself and unpacking more was why am I doing this? You know, what is it? Hey, what are you thinking about? You know, why am I drinking so much? Why am I, you know, thinking that suppressing these emotions or whatever it is is going to be able to do it? So luckily, the wife was the one uh, who really helped me tap into that initially. And then that's where that journey kind of started, pushed a lot more on, hey, what do I need to do so I don't pass this on to my kids and so forth? Right. Kids can change the game. That's for sure. What, what did, how did you name your podcast? Where did the winner's paradigm come from? Yes. So I was just thinking about um, kind of like Kobe Bryant. I love Kobe Bryant and Mamba mentality, but I was thinking about, hey, you know, what is one thing that winners traditionally do well? And it's always finding a way to win whatever it is in life. You know, so I was reading, uh, what is it? The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think mm -hmm. they say paradigm in that book like a hundred times. So <laughs> I was just like, you know what? The winner's paradigm, because that's what you do. It's the outlook you have on life. It's how you look at things. You know, we don't use the woe is me card. We we don't cry about things. We figure out, hey, how do we do it? We help out other people. And that was something that was consistent with me. You know, when I was thinking about the military and me being overly competitive to where it's like doing an event, you know, uh, Marine Corps martial arts boot camp. And I'm like, oh, this is better because I'm better. This is easy because I'm better than that guy. And it just being that competitive side. But at the same time, like you still help out your brothers. You still help out your sisters, even after you get to that goal line. So it was something for me where it's like us as winners, you know, we figure out, hey, how to win. If we lose, you know, why are we losing um, and really disclose all those things. So for me, it was tapping into that, sharing it, whether it's in life and business. Um, I like really doing both because it gives them that ability to be able to see the growth in you to where you're like, you know what? I used to think this way or combating a situation differently than you traditionally would now. Right. Well, and, we, you know, we talk about winners and losers and, and, and really there isn't a it's not that black and white. Right. It's it's a it's a journey. Um, and we have to accumulate, you know, if we could call it this, we can accumulate wins, right? And we can learn from our, our failures. We can learn from, from when we don't win. But how, how does a person start accumulating wins? How do they go from this, you know, because you've been in that place where, you know, things feel you're discouraged or you're depressed or you're, it feels like nothing's going right or the way that you want, or you're upset with yourself for making bad choices. How do you like take that step forward and start accumulating the, you know, I'll say quotes wins. So the first thing I'm going to say uh, is give yourself some grace. That's something I'm learning. You know, we often beat ourselves off. We often say whatever, you know, uh, good thing is I had Marines that one of them was sensitive. So you got to talk to them differently. And one of my best friends to this day, 
the other one will try to fight you, you know? So it was learning how I need to convey my message to people and how to be able to talk. And uh, I would say that went into the kind of the wins type thing because it was figuring out, Hey, how do I be able to build a win? Well, I always have a goal because when I was young, my dad's a hustler. So he taught me, Hey, all you got to do is break bread with people, you know, find that one thing. So all I ever did, you know, is like, even if I don't like someone, I find that one thing that we have mutually common. Now it's, it's gotten more now to where it's like, I want to find more things, but that's all you need to do. You know, you find one thing with somebody, you give yourself some grace, you know, you're like, what do I do? I smile a lot. So people pick up on that. Oh man, you're always happy. No, I'm not, you know, but that's just me. I want to laugh. I want to have a good time, you know? So it's me doing that, but even sometimes the way we think or whatever it is, you know, I hyperanalyze situations. So sometimes that's why I'm not my, my own self. And now it's getting to that point to where I can just be me and don't have to worry about everybody else. But it's finding those wins, you know, it's stacking those things up. Uh, it could be making your bed. It could be getting up and, you know, having coffee. Like for me, I have extreme joint pain, hips, shoulders, elbows, knees. Uh, so I'm always in pain. So for me, you know, a win could be waking up at three or 4 a.m., being able to get a workout in. And at the same time, I can wake up at six. You know, I can take care of my body. I can put CBD on. I can do some stretching. That's a win for me because I've already put in the work that I could have just laid back in bed. I mean, like, you know what? I feel like shit. I'm about to throw up. I don't want to do anything to where it's like working on that. So some people would be like, oh, no, you need the one, you know, morning routine that's going to make you successful. For me, I can't do that because my body doesn't allow me to. I can't say, oh, I'm going to feel good because I get migraines all day. So it's finding those little things. That's going to be it. You know, finding out how you talk to people or why people like you um, and really writing all those things down and saying, hey, you know, what am I good at? Let me focus on that. You know, let me focus on how I can add value to other people or how to help them. And uh, those are all the small things that you can accumulate. You know, of course, you can start doing more. You know, for me, uh, it was more happy. Hap- I wanted to have a happy life. So it was, hey, you know, I'm taking care of the baby. I'm going to do that. I'm going to give her a bath before mom gets home. I need to wash these dishes. You know, I'm going to do this while taking care of the business as well. So even the things that I think aren't wins for me are still wins because I'm tackling all these things. And it may look like, you know, oh, I only did three things for the business today, but I actually did a lot because it laid the foundation of the discipline, you know, taking care of the family and then also showing up for myself as well. You know, um, I, in my uh, book, I have a new book coming out called The Juggle is Real and really talking about finding success and balance as a mompreneur or adaptpreneur in your case, right? And I, I did a whole chapter on building a tribe because as I've gotten older, when I was younger, I was like, you know, I was a, a one woman wrecking crew. I mean, I was like invincible and I can do it myself, like total independence. And the older I get, the more I realize how important it is to really have a tribe around you that, you know, that group of people that will both cheer you on and kick you in the butt, right? It's like both are equally valuable. Um, And in the Marines, the Marines kind of provided you a a tribe in a sense, right? Why, Why is it so important to surround yourself with the right people? I'd say it's one of those I don't know if we know what the law is, right? Oh, I was going to say law of attraction, uh, we can say, and then the law of Goya, because it's really, you know, taking that action of having the people around you. But when you're around a lot of positivity, it's one of those to where good things are going to come to you. You know, you're doing what you're good at. You're focusing on it. If I'm able to just hone in and be like, you know what? 
I got to work on these video edits that I'm not good at because I'm not tech savvy, but I'm learning, you know, so I've gotten better along the way. Let me do this now. Watch these videos so I can be successful later. Like those are the things you really have to look into. So when you have that team uh, around you, it's more bringing that positivity in and it's that outlook. You know, I've been around people and kind of growing up, it was difficult to, hey, what do you want to do? You know, oh, I want to do this. Mom, why didn't you go to college? Well, I had you. It's difficult. You know, I can't do it. Da, 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 da. You know, she had a knee injury in like seventh grade. So she always said that of why it prevented her from doing what she needed to do. In my case, it was having the people around me to where I'm like making these excuses. Oh, my knee, you know, my back. I, in May, I threw out my back and I was crawling around the house for two days. So it was, you know, telling some of my buddies that and they're like, hey, man, you need to take care of yourself. And they're like, there's something you're missing. Maybe you need to stretch. Maybe you need to do this. Uh, you need to get to the doctor. You need to figure out what it's going to be for you. So it was slowly doing those things. But when you have that community you can lean on, it's a whole different feel to where it's like, Hey, you ask for help. They're like, Hey man, how could we help you? You know, what is the things that we need to be able to do? And all that goes into it because people are going to see who you are, but genuinely when you put that time in, you put that positivity out, it's going to come back to you. And that's really what it is. You know, when you have that time, you have that team to lean on, you can go there. And at the same time too, um, I like to say, you know, we talk about our tribe, but at the same time, it could be our mentors as well that are part of that tribe to where, you know, you have 10 different mentors and you ask about marketing and you ask about every individual thing that you traditionally wouldn't think you think about going to one person, but maybe you have all these people in your tribe that allow you to be able to tap into it. Or you, you talk to them individually about what they're good at and it allows you to get better at what you're good at. Right. Right. Uh, tribe, you know, tribe, finding tribe was kind of an epiphany for me. And I wish I had found it sooner. Like I wish I'd realized the importance of it sooner. I always felt like I just didn't have time to invest in that. And it is so important. What can we do to maximize our influence with others? As that's something that you've taken a step to do, right? You have a story, you have, you're passionate about, you know, it's very obvious that you're very, you're passionate about um, helping others find that mindset for success. Um, how can you maximize that influence that that you want to have with others? Yeah, that's a great question. And one of my favorite things to talk about, um, we're influencing people pe anyway, whether we do the good things or bad things. So it's really just living up to what you say in it's funny. I get asked this, I get asked similar questions or like, what's the one thing you give to people when they start? It's always core values. Um, I haven't found anything else for me that worked other than core values. You know, that's been the staple because I'm in mind into an action plan of who I am, you know, how I conduct myself and so forth. Um, so it allows me to be able to tap into that when things get rough and really working on that. So when we look at the influencing portion, like I'm just being me, you know, and I'm like, Hey man, I'm being cool, you know, not tripping over little things and really working through and healing myself and, relaying that with people so they can be able to say, Hey, you know, he's been through it as well. Why can't I be here? And at the same time, that's why I have two podcasts now is because I did so well with one talking mindset that I don't even talk business. So on the other one, we're like, Hey, how could we do uh, build dominant brands? And I get both of those things out so I can show people on like, you know what? I went to school. School didn't teach me, you know, practically anything about business. It taught me what the definition of organic lead is, but not how to get my own organic leads. So it was something like that. So I can disclose it on there and then have another one. We talk mindset, but it's really giving people what they need. And in your case, you know, you're, you're an influencer, an entrepreneur, like you're going to be able to influence so many different people on what you're doing. If you just hone in on who you are, what you're doing, why you're doing it, that's where it's going to click with other people. They're going to be like, you know what? I really like this guy versus the people 
the entrepreneurs that act like they're on that level or try to talk a big game about being an underdog and then they treat everybody else worse. And it's like, man, why are you even doing that? If you're the one saying that that's who you are and everybody treats you that way, but now you're projecting that on other people. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Um, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, there was somebody on the podcast not too long ago and they called them charlatan marketers. You know, they're the ones that get out there and, and shout the three easy ways to your first million. And they really don't provide any substance at all. I mean, they take your money, but they don't deliver the value that they're promising. And, you know, I think it's important that as we're maximizing our influence, that we're genuine about who we are and what we're offering people um, and, and being real. I mean, there's there's so much phony and fake. Um, out there that people I think are attracted to um, the realness, the transparency that, you know, you obviously bring to the table. And I try to myself Um, uh, as we wrap up, can you share with us like what are some of because you're somebody who's like really dug in to self-learning and learning as a lifestyle. And that's something that's really important to me as well. So can you share some of your, I'm working on my 2023 personal development goals, and that includes like my book list for the next year. So could you share some of the things, some of your favorite books, things that have really been game changers for you? Boom. Uh, So actually reading it right now. um, Right now I'm reading How to Win Friends and Influence People for the Third Time. It's not that I wanted to. It's just one of those, As and we talk about it, you know, as you do more of that inner work, some of the things pop up and it's like, oh, I can do a whole lot better job at that. You know, for me, I got to a point where uh, I completely shut people out who didn't align to me and my goals, and that's not fair to them. You know, so it's one where it's yeah. like, maybe I got to learn, like, again, you know, what, what are they passionate about? Ask better questions. Maybe be just generally interested in them as some people are to me, you know, and what I'm doing, why can't I do it to them? So uh, how to win friends and influence people. The first book that got me started was 50 cents books, uh, work harder. What is it? Hustle harder, hustle smarter, just because he took the street aspect of it. And he talked about how it's the same as corporate and the strategies and eliminating competition. And I was just like, you know what, this is pretty awesome. Cause went through some of that. So right. <laughs> learning about it and be like, you know what, you can actually become a successful businessman through this and hearing all those things. Um, another one I would say for me that I'm going to read again, uh, is the four agreements. I just love that book on how simple they make things for you to be able to follow. Um, I feel like that's sometimes what we need to do is just taking that stuff. And, and that's one of it. Uh, the last book I recommend is the one thing by Gary Keller, that book for me. Um, I know it's something that we, we say we do as in time blocking and putting the time towards subjects that we're working on. But in reality, we don't, we don't hyper fixate or focus as much as we need to. Um, So for me, it's just putting that time to where I'm like, I got an hour, I'm going to knock out this podcast episode, I'm going to do this. And then within that time frame, if I finish it, then I can move on to other things, but not to beat myself up on if I don't finish things in this timely manner, I can just move on to the next thing and then do it tomorrow when I have more time versus, you know, taking six hours for one thing, definitely learn that with video editing is I got to be smart with my time and how I kind of use it, you know, learning how to do the, the timestamps because uh, I cannot watch a 45 minute video multiple times. Alundas, thank you so much for being on, on uh, time to thrive and sharing your story. If you enjoyed this episode of the time to thrive podcast, check out our other resources for business owners and entrepreneurs at time to thrive membership.com. 
Running a business is more challenging than ever before. Time to Thrive is where you can get marketing training, group coaching, and community support. Visit timetothrivemembership.com to learn more.